Hey guys, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com here to introduce an episode of NMS 60. And NMS 60 is a show that we used to edit together um, after the live New Music Saturday show um, and before we used to put the show up on different podcast apps. We used to edit together one hour, the best of or best bits uh, show from that weekend and we used to give it to a whole range of um, internet and FM radio stations across the world um, and they used to play at different times throughout the week <clears throat> they scheduled it in uh, played the show and you got kind of a best bits so and then you could go back and catch up uh, if you wanted to hear the show in full on our website and things like that um, we decided to put all the nms 60 episodes up on uh, these podcast channels just to you know for historical reference and for you guys to hear them we really hope you enjoy them um, for all the latest episodes flip up to the front and we'll, we'll keep uploading them every week head over to newmusicsaturday.com as well and you can find links to our youtube channel some great bonus content uh, including some bonus episodes on spotify and other places um and and just links to our socials and stuff like that you can sign up to the mailing list as well and we'll send you uh roughly a weekly email that kind of says this is this is the show this week and this is what we've been up to and stuff like that so thank you so much for your support really hope you enjoy nms 60 and do check out the full shows as well cheers guys Right on, and welcome to New Saturday with myself, Dr. Bones, and the guitar story by which they were, Mike, one in five. Hello. How, how's that for a new intro, eh? I like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just thought, I just thought of it earlier. I was like, no, that, that's, that's a good one, so we're going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, man, tonight we have another like, kick-ass show. Like a lot of kind of heavier stuff will kind of mellow it out in part two. And part two is when uh, Western Jaguar uh, will be joining us. So about uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 12 a.m. Uh, GMT. Give or take a few minutes because know how time can go in the show sometimes. So we'll, we'll see how that runs. <laughs> We're 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 gonna we're gonna try to keep on it phrasing, but anyways, uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do what we can. So first up, we have a song by one of my personal favorites. I know a lot. I do have a lot of favorites, but this is Proud Honey, and this is called All the Things You've Done. Dig this.
Right on, Proud Honey. That's off their album, Breaking Up the Silence, which is available on iTunes. I know we heard the song plenty, but this is a fantastic tune. It's one of my favorites. This is pretty much what got Proud Honey going. And, you know, I would love to see the song live. But the one thing I do have, and I see if I can make it work, is I interviewed Proud Honey a few times. It's been a while, and I should have them back on the show soon, hopefully. Anyways, um, what I was going to get to is the first time they played the show, they played two songs live. And they played uh, All the Things You've Done, which is awesome. And <clears throat> they played uh, Weekend Millionaire in its early stages. But it was, all, it was all acoustic and it was really badass, man. They did it. It was a fantastic job. It took them out to get the, to get, uh, no, the, the uh, sound quality right. But it came out crystal clear. It was awesome. And that was a big thing. It was like, that like, made my day. It was awesome. But yeah, it's a great band. And it's such a good tune. Like, I, I just love the guitar in this. And, you know, it's good, like, kind of classic rock and roll. I know I can compare them to the Led Zeppelin a few times for sure. But yeah, great tune. It's an absolutely outstanding tune. I would, I would love to hear that uh, that acoustic set. You've got to dig that out. We'll do, um, we'll do a rave from the grave slot or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, that would be fantastic to hear. That sounds quality. But, yeah, that's such a good tune. It, it's got that driving rhythm. It's just got that punch to it, and it just gets you going, and it sets the scene for the whole show. It reminds me of Rock and Roll Star by Oasis, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that kind of thing going on in there. And uh, the vocals, I think, are fantastic. And I cannot, for the life of me, think who the, uh, the vocal reminds me of. But it, all the way through, I was thinking, oh, it's really familiar. But um, can't quite place it, annoyingly. Uh, I, had, I had about three and a half minutes to crack it, and I failed. But, uh, <laughs> but whoever it is, it's a band I like. It's a nice one. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely quality. It's a really, really cool team, man. Like I say, it's a fantastic way to, uh, to set the show off. And then um, we've played those guys a few times. Just oh, yeah. Well, so, there's so. A, a few songs. Like I said, we, we played uh, Weekend Millionaire and Tarantula. Yeah. And there's one more. I can't think of it at the moment. But, yeah, we played all the tunes off that uh, that uh, EP, and it's, it's a great one. So next up, uh, speaking of cool bands, this is the uh, so the new, newest single, and uh, it's been uh, probably just over a month or so, maybe a little bit longer since uh, we've gotten a new single from them. But this is a band called Dyslexic Postcards, and uh, they're promoting uh, their, their song being played on uh, new, uh, Music Saturday, and they put up a cool poster as well, which Mike and I both retweeted and uh, favorited, so we should probably see it up there. But they made a cool poster, so uh, even though it's for their promotion, guys, that was a cool poster, nice, nicely done. So here we go with Dyslexic Postcard's newest song. This one's called Joe Frazier. Dig this.
Right on, dyslexic postcards with Joe Frazier, smoking Joe Frazier. I was a cool tune. It was really, really hardcore, and you know, actually, uh, he the the vocals uh, actually remind me of uh, like uh, Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was it was pretty badass. Like, I really enjoyed this tune. So, uh, thank you to the manager Kitty for sending it along, and thank you guys. It was a great tune. That's brilliant tune for me. That had uh, I was I was just like in my head. I was just thinking there are so many bands of this kind of you know the melvins right. pixies there's a little bit of the vines in there there's a bit of nirvana in there it's got that kind of vibe to it hasn't it, it reminds me of tourette's by nirvana that was so oh yeah you know what mike i'm you glad you I mean? uh, yeah i know what i'm glad you brought that up actually just because uh the past like week week and a bit or so um i did i actually did make some ringtones too by the way but <laughs> that's besides the point but uh <laughs> i was uh i was listening to an utero and nice it's such a good album and uh, one of my one of my favorite songs on that album is "Radio Friendly Unit Shifter." Yes. And like it's, so it's such a, such a heavy kind of badass tune. It's and it's uh, one song I covered a few times like years ago. Like you know, like when I was doing the whole kind of band on and off thing, kind of cover band like here and there. So nothing like really big, but one of my favorite tunes. And thing is to go back even further because when you said early Nirvana, I was also listening to Incesticide. Yeah. Now with Incesticide. Like two of my favorite songs, and they're just they just happening back to back, is Errol Zeppelin and Big Long yeah. Now, and the last one after that is the final song of the album is Aneurysm. So it kind of goes from heavy to kind of tripped out, melodically depressed, and then kind of almost just like a fun fun tune to play. And Aneurysm actually we covered a few times as well. That was always a fun song to do. Aneurysm is amazing. Yeah, that's always been. Uh... I, I, I can't say I've ever covered it live, but it's always one we jam in rehearsals, even in one in five now, but for years, actually, in, in different bands. Um, I was in a band called Sacramento for 10 years, and we, we used to jam with that. We used to like do our sound check um, in rehearsals with that to make sure the levels were right. <laughs> it's cool. just a really cool tune. Well, play. yeah, and, and so easy to play, too, right? I mean, there, there's like pretty much nothing to it. I mean, I know most Nirvana songs were like that, but this is a, 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 a fairly simple one to play, but I was listening to that stuff, and... Those are those are good albums too because I remember when it came out because I remember I had the Sliver shirt before Sliver even came out as a B side even before it was on Incesticide. Oh nice! And that was nice. a that was a that was a T shirt where it was all black and then had the, had the pretty much had the guy on front with his arms kind of turned outwards so his palms were facing up and it was all purple and blue and said Nirvana. And, oh, and on the back it said Sliver. Man, I I. I don't have it. I haven't had it one long time, but I probably went through at least three of them where I, cause I just wore it so much and just wore all holes in the. You know, like I had, I had to replace a lot of t-shirts a few times, like my Ramon shirt, <laughs> you know, with, with with all the names on the front, and um, I had uh, um, uh, a Faith and More shirt. Uh, it was from the first album, the real thing. So that one you know, kind of wore out a few times, but yeah, I, I've had a I've had a few shirts kind of just you know, it was one of those things I just wore them so much because like, I really liked them. Like you no, know, they end up with holes on them and kind of find them over again but there's some shirts there's one I, I can't believe it's to the test of time and this shirt has got to be Christman's got to be this 20 years old I still have my original Che Guevara shirt which surprisingly hasn't fallen apart yet so good quality for 16 bucks <laughs> nice nice that's what you want man like, good, good quality t-shirts that last 25 years that's, yeah. that's what you're on yeah, it, it should probably <laughs> toss it out it's not, not like I'm trying to hold on to anything it just but it's, it's still a good t-shirt so <laughs> it's comfortable so <laughs> I, just, I just don't want to get rid of it that's pretty much what it comes down to yeah, absolutely. I've, I've, I was wearing a t-shirt the other day and I noticed on the back of it, it said 2002, it's from some gig. I thought, Jesus, have I really had this t-shirt that maybe, <laughs> maybe I should buy some more clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but then equally, I was like, oh, I like that t-shirt. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all cool, man. But yeah, no, that's um, Incesticide and In Euro are both amazing albums. And uh, you know, just thinking about like that, those last three tracks, but then you've got Hairspray Queen before that as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Baseline. Is probably just the whole thing works really well considering it's all sort of mashed together from you know unreleased and rare stuff and, and whatever else it works really really well as an album on its own yeah really cool. oh, what's it that was she was it she's something disco goddess is uh yeah yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> i think of it but yeah that, that's that's the part i think the most <laughs> and then it gets yeah, like I just super sad sorry I was gonna say I can't remember the exact line, but I know exactly the bit you mean. <laughs> yeah, because oh, that's before it gets kind of uh, gets like kind of super heavy and like really weird. <laughs> yeah, and it, it reminds me of um, of like the older stuff. It reminds me of some of the stuff on Bleach, which is like a bit. Um, it's quite heavy and dirty and goes a bit weird in places. Like Floyd the Barber is just oh a yeah, weird song. 
think about it. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that is actually, yeah, that's a super heavy one. Yeah, yeah, and if you think about kind of the way that drum beat and the guitar and everything works, you sort of think that could almost be like a metal tune, couldn't it? But yeah. kind of, there's something do, about do, it, something do, about do, the do. way it's recorded and the way his vocal sits over it that, that creates this kind of grunge. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty smart, really, the whole thing. I think I had, that's that's a great one, and uh, I think my favorite one on that album is uh, is uh, Big Cheese. Yeah, Big Cheese is amazing. And ironically, it's, it's it was never on the cassette. It made it to the CD, but it was never on the cassette. So I had the cassette first. I oh, really. And I then for not. some reason, I was like, "Oh, is that cool?" Because and it ended with Downers. Like, okay, well, where's Big Cheese? I was like, come on, like, what the hell? Like, no, I checked both sides. I was like, it, it, it always showed up on the CD, so I didn't hear Big Cheese till I actually got the CD of it. That's really random. I know. <laughs> No idea. So you know, my brother's got um, a CD of um, Back in Black by ACDC, and um, I, I'm not sure where he bought it. But basically, on the on the back of Back in Black, it's got the list of tracks, but they're not in the order. Right. Um, they're just in a random order. But the CD he's got plays them in the order that they're on on the back of it. Oh no way! And we've and it's like it's not like a burnt disc. It's not you know you can tell if they're like you know if they're blue on the back or whatever. It's not like a CDR that someone's just you know. Nicked, and he bought it in an actual shop, apparently. So, he said, <laughs> um, and, uh, and we can't work it out. We've been, you know, we were looking it up. I can't find anything about this, you know, rem, this prince or anything like that. I don't know where he, you know, can't remember where he got it from, whether it was secondhand or, or whatever. But he, he, I sort of said, did you just buy this at boot sale or something? He's like, no, I'm sure I bought it in a shop, but I can't remember where <laughs> or, or what or whatever. But it's uh, it's weird because I bought him for his birthday a couple of years ago. I bought him the vinyl of it, and he put it on. He was like, oh, it's a different track order. I was like, no, this is like <laughs> one of the most classic albums in the world. Yeah, this yeah. is the track order. And he was like, really? It just <laughs> completely blew his mind, man. It's really random. <laughs> uh, that's a bit of a sidetrack. I don't know how he got on it, but it just uh, reminded me. <laughs> There you go. Right um, on. Uh, that, that is really weird. We? <laughs> so, next up, we're going to get to a brand new one by a band called Dirty Falcon. This one's called Bad Head. Dig this.
Dirty Falcon with Bad Head and uh, Mikey made a reference to uh, to Bleach for Heaviness and you're right. And my reference was going to be to like Allison Chains and Lane Staley specific. Uh, just because I, about three or four days ago he would have been 50 years old and unfortunately we all know that he uh, OD'd and passed away and, uh, too young. And uh, But great band. I uh, really enjoyed the song. Like really heavy. Like, and it had that cool like kind of dark kind of tone to it but I really enjoyed it yeah it's a fantastic tune I'm really really glad they sent us their uh, their tracks to play I think I was saying last week that um, I first came across these guys when I was looking for bands to play a show and unfortunately they couldn't make the date but I liked them so much I was like send me everything you have when you have it and we'll play a show anyway at some point and we're still we're still organizing it for next year probably at some point but i just think they're awesome and it was just really funny how we were talking about uh, bleach and that whole kind of grunge sound and then i, I kind of um, forgot almost that this was coming next and particularly the first half of that tune could have been on bleach you know what i mean it's, oh, it's got that kind of uh, thing going on and yeah there's a chains vibe in there and there's it's filthy guitars and then I love the way it breaks out and starts screaming at the end. It's like that's proper rock and roll, mate. I love it. That's would be. And this is a new one by the Nigel, the Nigel uh, I think it's Pure Chill Trio, and they're part of Erdington Sound, so that's what the, what the Twitter handle is. So here we go with Human Destruction. Dig this. So that was a Nigel Putro trio, part of the Erdington sound. That was Human Destruction, and that that's a cool one. And it's just they actually, uh, no, vocally actually kind of sounded like a Josh Homie from uh, Queens of Stone Age. A really cool song. I really enjoyed this one. I've heard it a few times, but it's a decent song. That's quality, Gene. I, I um, my my exact tweet that I just put out literally as the song ended uh, it describes exactly how I feel. I feel that if David Bowie had done a collaboration with the Sisters of Mercy. They both would have been disappointed that it didn't sound as good as these guys. That's how I, it's got it's got that whole thing about it, but almost like almost like they could only be the ones that could put it off. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, I keep calling it Erdington Sound, but it's, it's the Nigel 
per cell, per cell is it true? Yeah, I, um, but I, think, yeah, I, I think like you're right, I think it's per cell, yeah. Whatever it is, only these guys could pull it off, do you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of got something about it where it's completely unique, but also takes these influences from these great people and great bands. But yeah, I thought that was really, really cool. I love that kind of old school rock and roll uh, kind of guitar riff, that, that, that properly, uh, um, you know, does something for me. It's got those, it's got real... Uh, innocence but also a real grit about it you know it's, it's kind of the sort of stuff that the Bronsons do and, and bands like that it's that proper garage rock and roll um, you know almost going back to like you can imagine Buddy Holly doing that on a clean set <laughs> added loads of dirt to it right <laughs> uh, yeah it's cool I love stuff like that I think it's a really really cool tune right on so next up and we're doing pretty good for time not going to jinx us but next up we have another <laughs> uh, quick let's talk yeah right <laughs> <laughs> let's delay <laughs> We have, Sorry, I, I know we have, we have another new one by Ill Advised, and this is off his new album Masochist, and uh, he'll be setting us out uh, the, uh, the tape and the vinyl thing when it comes out, uh, when it's ready. But that's gonna be super cool. But we've interviewed uh, Harry a few times, and the album is just something else, like very conceptual, like probably one of the best conceptual albums I've heard in years. But uh, it's a great album, great song. So do this. This is Ill Advised with Sleep. <laughs> Ill-advised with sleep. Uh, 
What a great tune. And you know what? I love his vocals. And I think this was one of the ones he put up online live from one of his shows in New York. But it's a great tune to me. Like I said, the whole album is amazing. This is such a great conceptual album. And uh, he's done... Pff, does, does, he's done wonders with the album. I mean, it's it's super impressive, man. If you from this from from Parkway Divide to this one, drastic change. But man, did he ever nail it! Great tune, love it. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. He's absolutely smashed it. Uh, it's just a, it's it's such a good album. And, you know, we talk a lot about how good the album is, um, and that is frankly because it really is that good. Do you know what I mean? It's just there aren't enough good things to say about it. Uh, it's got just. It, it takes you on this journey and it's kind of, it's got bits of punk rock and bits of hard rock and heavy rock and an industrial thing and almost an electronic uh, mentality or influence in some of it. Um, and it just, it, it just works. It's such a complete album. It really is you know, one of the best things I've heard in a long, long time. And we get some fantastic tunes. It depends, and there's loads of favourites, but you know this is just one where you kind of feel like, God, this this guy is really, really nailed it. He's, he's really put put the time, the effort, the energy, and, and uh, just nailed it in every way that a person possibly can. Uh -huh. um, yeah, so I think it's it's an excellent um, track and it's an excellent album. Uh, I've I've signed up for Cyanide Club, which is like his uh, sort of new fan club thing. It sounds really cool. It sounds yeah. like it's going to be some cool stuff there. Uh, yeah, like you said, I think we're getting a tape in the post, so I'm going to go and buy a tape player again, because I, I might buy a Walkman. Yeah, well, I used to have a Sonic the Hedgehog Walkman, it was awesome. So I might buy those again on eBay. But yeah, man, he's just a cool guy. He's got the right attitude and the right mentality and the right kind of, um, you know, he pushes himself, and, and the results are excellent. The music speaks for itself, right? So, yeah. Proper, proper good. Um, really, really uh, enjoyed, obviously, that track, and we're enjoying playing the whole album, so keep it up, man. Love it. Right on. So next up, we have a new one from the 21 Grams Live album. This one's called In My Head. Dig this.
21 grams with in my head and that's off their live album which uh they were nice enough to send to me in the mail with a t-shirt visual thing like a great package so the guys thank you so much but that's a great tune like i didn't know i really like this band and yeah in my head's another great one actually that was the one i was going to play initially and then uh uh <clears throat> pods uh, asked me if i wanted to uh ask me to play something else and blanking on the name right now but either way it's like this is one i've been wanting to play for a few weeks but it's a great tune like i really like this band you know it's got the the kind of 80s feel, 80s feel to especially the vocals and it's just like it's just rock and roll man i love this tune yeah it really is wicked it reminds me um uh it reminds me of a lot actually that tune in particular but a lot of the tracks remind me it's got me an iron maiden vibe right uh, you can you know he's he's got um there's something Bruce Dickinson-y about his, his voice, um, but not, not necessarily in the way. Yeah, Bruce Dickinson-y. <laughs> so, yeah. um, We're going to get to our first song by Western Jaguar. This is a song called Grand Parade. Dig this.
Western Jaguar with Grand Parade. Now, Jeff, the beginning of the song, I don't think I mentioned it the last time I played it, but uh, it reminds me, the first little bit reminds me a little bit of Foster the People. And okay. it, it was really, it was a really cool one. Like, I love the melody to it, like really tripped out, but kind of had uh, somewhat of a poppy feel to it, but but still kind of like uh, a mix of alternative. I mean, it's a, I'm not going to pigeonhole you here at all, but it was a great tune. Like, I really enjoyed the flow of it. And it just like, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's nice to hear your progression from one album to the next. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that riff was all our guitarist Kier. Uh, he, I, I brought that progression to him and he wrote that little lick for that opening part and that just kind of like really cemented everything together. Yeah, he definitely botched the people for sure. Nice. Mike? Yeah, man, I think it's really cool. I also hear in that guitar a little bit of like bands like The Cure and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. Like that, that kind of uh, thing going on, which which is awesome, let's be honest. Everyone knows The Cure, surely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Disintegration, man. Disintegration. Um, yeah, you were sorry. I said disintegration, best album. Oh yes, we always, we always, we always have to have yeah. this debate about the cure. It's definitely blood flowers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that conversation will go on forever. Uh, one day I'm going to come over to Canada and we're going to uh, drink till one of us falls over, or until we agree on which cure album is the best. Yeah, man. No, I love that track. It's 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 a really cool. Um, it's what I kind of call like a guiding track on an EP where it's a good kind of litmus test if you play that you get a sense of what it's all about it's got a bit of everything in there um, which, which I hope you think is a, a fair description um, I think that's super fair yeah because that's, that's why we picked it kind of as a single because it kind of fit everything that we it. did within the album yeah you pegged it perfect I didn't even know that was the single so how about that look at that I'll just make you look smarter and smarter Oh, you you make me. You can come back every week. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> you make me look great. Um, so, so you mentioned that this this is um, uh, more collaborative. So, you, so you're writing it with the with the other musicians. So how how does it? I'm always fascinated. I know it's like a bit of a. It's almost a cliche question to ask a band, but I'm always interested in how people write songs because. You know, I'm in a band and we write songs one way, but quite often I speak to people who do it in a completely different way. Um, but what, what's your? Do you have a process or a, um, a way of doing that? And, and yeah, especially pro- this, where it's collaboration or yeah, the process. It, the process is almost still the same with the collaborativeness. It's just kind of adding an extra step. So what I've always done is just I kind of write the songs myself, either on acoustic guitar, piano, electric guitar, and record them completely on my own so i add my own bass my own drum my own guitar parts my own keyboard synths all that so i kind of fully build them up and then from that point i kind of bring them to the the band and they're like okay let's and they kind of almost like deconstruct it's like okay i actually think if i make play a riff here that this will sound better, and then we kind of move it around. So it's like I build something up, and then we kind of rejig it together. So it's almost like you're writing the song twice, which I think really works well with what we're doing, because the song becomes a lot stronger after it's been completely. To you uh, would be is the organization of the album. Did you have a, 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 like a, a set thing in mind? Meaning, did it follow a certain pattern as far as like maybe a storyline that sort of thing, or was it just kind of put together because? That's the way it flowed well and sounded good. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, usually I try to do it in terms of just kind of flow of the album, like what feels good at certain spots. Uh, this one was a little bit different in that the track order like changed a lot. So I kind of had an initial track order in my mind at the beginning of the recording process. And I thought that was usually that's kind of how things stay. But kind of throughout the recording process, we just kind of felt felt out kind of what would work best, and where we ended up is kind of what ended up working. The nice thing about it, I think, is for this album we re-recorded three older songs in like a new style, a new way uh, from the old albums to kind of represent how we do it live because they're so different. And those three are the last three on the EP, and all the new ones are the first three. So it kind of works as like, 
here's the new style setting up with these new songs. It's like, here's some reimagined versions of older stuff fitting in with this new style, which I think it's kind of an interesting way to juxtapose the two parts of the album. Right on. No, that's, that's a good way to describe it because you know, it just, it's just one of those things that it's, it's, it's well, not, not necessarily a common question, but something I'm always curious about just because a lot of times it happens like, uh, on, on, on an accident, uh, well, they were organizing the album and, and uh, you know, making sure it flowed properly, that sort of thing. And then it almost telling a story and it wasn't intentional to tell a story, just kind of the way it panned out. Yeah. I've always put a lot of thought into, like, how the songs are structured on the album, though. Because I want, like, if... I know, like, everyone talks about, oh, today it's all about, like, the single. No one cares about the album or the flow of everything. But that's always something I really enjoyed, listening to albums growing up that like when they have that flow they have that like kind of rhythm to the album as a whole so that's something i've, I've always tried to keep with every western jaguar album well you know and, and same here too it's mainly the 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 millennials have like a, like a very short attention span so i I, yeah. I can see that but yeah i i like to listen to whole albums and there's a couple times too this is like way back in the day so um, I'm going to say like maybe 93, 94 maybe. Anyways, point being is back then, no, you did have videos and had the radio, but obviously all this other stuff wasn't available to us. So a lot of times you kind of bought an album sort blindly by hearing one single. And most of the time it turned out well. I know there's a couple of times where you know, like, I picked something like I wasn't too happy about it, but you know, I made, made do with it. But the one album I, I still to this day, it was one of the best kind of like we'll call it blind pickups ever. And I will never regret it to this day. Is a band called the Tea Party. Their first album, Splendor Soils. Oh yeah. I picked up the album solely because I heard the song "The River." I was like, "No, this, this song, this album, probably gonna be pretty good." And I picked it up. I was like, "Man, I was not disappointed in the least." But I've seen the Tea Party at least four times, and never disappointed. Mm. It was awesome to see them. And the first time I saw them, I know it's a quick sidetrack here, but what had happened is they they were playing uh, "Sun Going Down," which is I believe is track six on Splendor Soils. Anyways. It's a great like a kind of acoustic slash rock tune like most of our songs are. And what had happened is the singer Jeff Martin he had busted a string on a, on his twelve string, so he kind of had to make do kind of by vocally kind of going over the bass and the drums while the the guitar was being restrung and repaired. And man, that was probably one of the craziest rants I've ever heard in my life. And it was it was it was a cool feeling, but I was kind of like looking at my buddies like, uh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> Hey, you gotta fill time. Like, yeah, you but gotta no, fill time, it, you gotta fill time. Oh, absolutely, it, it was cool. It was just uh, uh, kind of to kind of dealing with the song and kind of not. So it was kind of like one from one tangent to another, but it was really cool. Anyways, so uh, that's just my quick little sidetrack, Jeff. So uh, we're gonna get to another song off the new uh, the new album. This one's called Lake Placid. Dig this, Western Jaguar. Falling to our knees To our knees 
going to do it for NMS for this week. Uh, uh, we had a great show, like a very powerful uh, part one, great interview with uh, Jeff Trainer, who is Western Jaguar, and uh, a lot of other tunes. So uh, it was a great show tonight. So guys, thank you so much for listening. And Mike and I will be back next Saturday at 5.30 p.m. But until then, guys, thank you so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Until then, we'll out.